Welcome to this blog post for fathers titled Communication. It matters more than you think. It can be difficult for fathers to communicate with their kids. Beyond everyday conversations, dads sometimes struggle to know what to say and when to say it. Hopefully this post will give you a few ideas on how to open those lines of communication and keep them open. For me personally, I feel very blessed to have a good communication relationship with each of my children, but it took a lot of work and persistence to get there. I had to be consistent and intentional about it and constantly assure and model to them that they could come to me with anything they were going through. The bottom line is communication matters more than you think. In my opinion, fathers need to establish a strong habit of communication from an early age. I know how easy it is to let your business prevent you from truly interacting with your kids, but I encourage you to make communication a top priority in your household. One of the foundational pieces of communication is unconditional love and acceptance. Once your kids understand that you love them unconditionally, they'll be more likely to share their struggles without feeling the need to perform or achieve something to acquire your love. This is a crucial piece of the communication puzzle when I really had to work on myself. I hope my experience will help you establish good communication habits in your family, habits that will last well beyond their growing up years. One way to communicate on a regular basis is to share your peaks and pits. Let me explain. As my kids were growing up, we took turns around the dinner table each night sharing peaks and pits from the day. Even if they didn't experience a pit that day, they always had to share at least one peak. This was a great way to get my kids to acknowledge both their highs and lows and open up about them. It was also a good way to sharpen my listening skills, which is another vital piece of the puzzle. I suggest starting your own family traditions that invite conversation and allow your kids to feel heard. Develop habits that will encourage your children to share both the highs and lows of life. You might be surprised at how eager they are to share about their day. In fact, your kids will likely begin leading family conversations and instigating the peaks and pits routine every evening. Because it's so important to have meaningful conversations with your kids, we have a handout titled Conversation Starters for Parents and Kids. Be sure to go to the Handouts tab and download it, or keep listening to hear the audio version at the end of this post. Another key factor in communicating with your children is to tell the truth always. Now, I'm an avid truth teller. That's the way I was raised. It was important to my mom, and she instilled it in me at a young age. Hence, as I've grown up, I've determined to be a truth teller at all times. I've raised my kids to know the value of honesty and how it honors God. I've also taught them that remaining silent to something they know isn't right is a form of dishonesty. I believe it's important to instill a deep sense of truth-telling in your kids and set firm consequences for being dishonest. Without this foundational standard, it will be easier for them to get into a pattern of lying their way out of things, which will only lead to more dishonesty. Keep in mind, if you're going to set the standard of honesty in your family, you must uphold it yourself. In my experience, it's better to admit you've been wrong and apologize rather than trying to gloss over it or cover it up. Kids as young as four or five years old are old enough to understand that they need to be truth-tellers. Make this a rule in your family from the start, and you'll find yourself in a much better communication pattern with your children as they grow up. Now, unfortunately, there's another component to communicating well, and that is having tough conversations. Over the years, I was the one that seemed to have most of the tough conversations with our kids. I've talked with my girls about how men think, what drives them, and even some uncomfortable things about how men might behave towards them. While it wasn't always easy, it opened up the lines of communication to the point where they could come to me with anything that was on their minds. When tough conversations come up, try to discern whether your kids are wanting your insight rather than instruction. Resist the tendency to become authoritative or tell them they are wrong in their thinking. 
In most cases, they're not wanting you to get emotional about the subject or to be told they're wrong. In fact, it's an honor when a child comes to you with something serious, and I strongly suggest listening calmly without getting overly emotional. If the issue is concerning, you can always go back and address it later. But listen first and consider the bravery it took for your child to come to you in the first place. I've always considered deep conversations as the long game. I'm in for the long haul and want to have conversations that foster long-term communication patterns. As you work on communication with your kids, don't forget to spell out the rules. In my opinion, rules should be spelled out very clearly. When they aren't communicated from the start, it leaves room for miscommunication and pushing of the boundaries. One rule that served us really well was telling our children when they graduated from college, they were independent from us. We made it clear that they were adults and they were responsible for themselves. We gave them 12 months after graduation where they could move back home and save money. If they didn't use all 12 months, the unused portion could be used in the future. Of course, moving home for emergency reasons was always an option. By spelling out rules like these, it helped our kids establish independence and create a life of their own. It was something we told them long before they went to college, and it was a family policy that served us well. So determine what family rules need to be set and make them clear from the beginning. Here are a few areas in which clear rules and boundaries can make all the difference. Schoolwork and grades. Sportsmanship and integrity. Household chores and responsibilities. Dating and friendships. Allowances and savings. College and early adulthood. Have plenty of family discussions around these topics. If you don't, you might find yourself facing some difficult situations. From the earliest age, spell out the rules and follow through with appropriate consequences. Finally, be intentional about what is most important. I encourage you to spend some time thinking about what intentional things you can say that will have a positive impact on your kids. For me, when God answered my prayers, I would share that with my kids. I would tell them how God was answering my prayer, working in my life, and where I saw God giving me direction. I had mindful conversations with them that pointed to God's active presence in my life and in our family. The thing to remember is, these types of conversations don't naturally come up because the stuff of life usually fills the space. That's why intentionality is key. Make it a point to share deeper things with your kids so the day-to-day stuff doesn't overshadow the more important things. Psalm 78, 4-7 says, We will not hide these truths from our children. We will tell the next generation about the glorious deeds of the Lord, about His power and His mighty wonders. So each generation should set its hope anew on God, not forgetting His glorious miracles and obeying His commands. As my kids were growing up, I was always willing to speak to them from a spiritual level beyond their own spirituality. In doing this, it stretched them and grew them. The thing is, you have to be mindful about it. You need to reflect on things ahead of time and prepare your mind and heart. You need to pray about it. Just as you are mindful in your business, always thinking ahead and planning things out, you need to be mindful in communicating with your children. The family is worth so much more. I believe you should prepare for spiritual conversations at least as much as you prepare for serious conversations in your business. It truly is a blessing to have a good communication relationship with your children It's something that carries into adulthood and remains strong as they begin to have their own families. I strongly suggest starting from a foundation of unconditional love and acceptance and being intentional about communicating with your kids on all levels. After all, communication matters more than you think. It is my sincerest hope that you will develop healthy communication skills with your children and reap the benefits of a strong father-child connection. Through consistency and intentionality, you can make communication a priority in your family.
Start today by scheduling a family meeting tonight or at dinner. Keep it fun and informal. By including our peaks and pits idea to get the conversation going. Before long, your children will be coming to you for wisdom and guidance, something that will hopefully continue once they're grown. As you begin to follow my blog and pursue opportunity for growth, it's helpful to do an assessment on various topics of life. If you haven't already, I encourage you to go to my blog online and take the current conditions assessment. I believe it would be helpful to take this assessment annually and revisit how you are growing in faith and life. And now, here is the handout titled Conversation Starters for Parents and Kids. One of the best ways you can boost communication with your kids is to ask questions. Thought-provoking questions can help you discern your child's emotional and spiritual needs. Try these easy conversation starters with your grade schoolers and teens. For grade schoolers, ask, What is one activity that makes you feel really excited? Perhaps it's riding your bike, doing arts and crafts, or playing with friends. Another important question to ask is, When you pray, do you also listen to hear what God is telling your heart? Or try a thought-provoking question, such as, What would you say is the difference between liking something and loving it? For example, you like pizza, toys, and movies, but you love your parents, friends, and pets. See the difference? When you have more time to talk to your grade schooler, ask in-depth questions such as, Do you know how someone gets to heaven? Be prepared to share the gospel in an easy-to-understand way. Another in-depth question is, Do you know what your conscience is? This is a good time to explain who the Holy Spirit is. Or, for a light-hearted question, ask, What does it take to make you smile? You can even ask questions about the Lord, such as, What are two questions you would really like to ask God? And for personal questions, consider these. Which do you like most? Being alone or being with other people? And, if you could improve one thing about yourself, what would it be? Moving on to teenagers, here are some great questions and motivators to get the conversation rolling. Get them thinking by saying, Describe the kind of person you would like to marry one day. Challenge them with questions like, Tell me what it means to be a leader. Can you think of any leaders you admire? Consider asking, What are the two nicest things anyone has ever said about you? Or offer a thought-provoking question such as, If someone asked you how you know your parents love you, what would you say? Go a little bit deeper by asking, What are some characteristics of being mature? How do you decide who your friends will be? And don't forget to ask your teen about their relationship with the Lord with questions like, When do you feel closest to God? Ask questions about their character such as, What does it mean to have integrity and a good name? And help your teen stop and think about marriage by asking, What qualities are you looking for in a potential spouse? For personal questions, ask things like, What are your top three strengths? You can even get them thinking by asking, How do you think being a teenager today is different from when I was a teen? Try asking questions about the importance of faith, such as, How does Christian dating differ from non-Christian dating? You can also ask about their future goals with questions like, How would you define success? Or, How will you know when you found the person you want to marry? One of the most important questions to ask is, How can I be praying for you? Help them be more aware by asking, How are Christian kids at school different from non-Christian kids? And don't forget to ask about their relationship with the opposite sex by asking things like, How will you know when someone is really in love with you? Or, What is the difference between liking someone and being in love? Really get your teens thinking about the future by asking, What responsibilities would you have 10 years from now that you don't have today? Or, if you could improve one thing about yourself, what would it be? And finally, try asking simple questions, such as, If you had to trade places with someone in your school, who would it be and why?
These conversation starters are just the beginning of spending more time getting to know your kids. As you implement them, you'll likely think of even more questions to ask, and hopefully it will encourage your kids to start asking questions themselves. If you'd like to download a copy of this handout, simply go to the blog post and click on the handouts tab. One of our values is good information is shared with a friend. Please take the time to think of your friends who might benefit from this blog. You can introduce the blog to them by sharing the post or by sharing this podcast by clicking the share link on the top right corner of the audio link. As always, thanks for listening.